Hi. Welcome back to Our View Podcast. I'm Lisa Richard Hernandez. And I'm George Hernandez. And we are here to talk to you today about life, travel, and real estate. First, we'd like to talk to you about life. We always catch you up on our life at the beginning of the podcast, and then we'll talk about our travels and real estate and how all it's, it's all involved. In our life, we always have a bunch of stuff going on since we have four kids, teenagers, and we're constantly traveling and working. So we just got back from three weeks on the road. We came home. The house was still standing. That was great. Nobody was in jail. That's also great. Yes, definitely a good sign. (laughs) So people always ask us, what do you do? How in the heck do you go for three weeks with your kids? Like, where do you keep them? Who watches them? Who's in charge of things around there? So Lindsay, my youngest daughter, well, my oldest daughter is off to college. My youngest daughter stays with her dad while we're gone. And then we just have the two boys, Ryan and Tyler. The oldest is 18. The youngest is 16. So they're really old enough to take care of themselves. You know, they're still kids. You don't want to leave two teenage boys home alone completely, right? No, not at all. And they're they're very good kids, too. Let's just start with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not worried about them doing anything that they're not supposed to. They're very respectful. But... And having said that, we also have a very advanced monitoring system in the house. (laughs) Yeah, people say maybe we're a little bit creepy about that, I guess. We have the ring doorbell, and then we have some alarm system for, like, all the outside doors have video cameras, and then the kitchen and the home theater have video cameras. So we can kind of see, like, where they're at if they're doing what they're supposed to. And then we have my assistant who's here during the day. We have several friends that sort of rotate in and out. And the key is we do not tell them when the people are coming to spend the night. We keep them on their toes. So (laughs) people make sure they have food. (laughs) (laughs) It's like feeding the cat. So stop by and uh, add water and a little bit of food. (laughs) Make sure they have cereal and milk and they're good. Yes. And uh, believe it or not, teenagers can survive on just cereal and pizza bites. Oh, yeah. And taquitos. And taquitos. Yes. yes. And we're not even paid advertising for them. I know. But if we could, that would be fantastic. <laughs> yes, Taquitos, because, people. Because then we could like fund all of our travels based on our Pizza Bites consumption, probably in this household with four teenagers and their friends. Yes. Anyways, that was our life. We got back. Uh, one of them has some grade issues that just seems to be never ending. So we're back to study Spanish. Just to touch on that, that always seems to be our most difficult thing to keep track of while we're traveling. The school that the kids belong to, uh, Wando High School, which is fantastic, has a thing called... Power School. Power School. Love-hate relationship with Power School. Yes, absolutely love-hate relationship. Love it because we can keep an eye on the kids' grades. Hate it because we can keep an eye on the kids' grades. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. And it always happens that the minute we leave, of course, they let their guard down and the grades go down. Something goes bad or they get a bad test grade. So we get the grades in real time and I get alerts on my phone. There's been times when we've just been on like a romantic long weekend getaway and I'm like, I'm just turning it off for this weekend. There's nothing I can listen to right now that's going to be better. But overall, it's great to know what's going on in real time with our kids' grades and keeping on top of them. In their grades. I think that's probably our biggest challenge as parents. I think we're really lucky that we don't have any other major outside of school issues or drama or anything like that. But keeping up on top of the grades has been 
our biggest challenge as parents, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're very fortunate. We don't have any of the other high school issues that are out there. Yeah. Drugs, yes. <laughs> alcohol. Well, hopefully, um, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm an ex-narcotics cop. And I have drug tested the kids before. So, oh, yeah. So, tip to the parents if you have any thoughts that your kids are doing drugs, there's great drug test kids out there. Use them. That's oh, why they're out there. Yeah. So, should we tell the story actually of the drug testing? No. I think we're going to make a podcast on that. Just okay. A, I think that would be a good idea. Just kind of a parental. Here's a here's what we did with our heads kids up. And yeah, it really don't be afraid. Them. And it actually a, was a tool for our kids. To, yes, our to kids actually thanked us for drug testing them because then it gave them an excuse. They say you know drugs are out there. We know it, so they're they're always tempted. And now they have that excuse that hey, my dad's crazy. He can randomly drug test us, so not going to do it. And they're grateful for that because then it takes the peer pressure out. Right, right. So that's kind of it about our life right now. Uh, we're also navigating this whole coronavirus thing. I suppose everyone's worried about that. We just got word my daughter's University of South Carolina, they extended their spring break for one more week. Then they have two more weeks of definitely online classes. A bunch of other colleges have closed down, gone online, which I think that's really cool, actually, that the colleges continue to teach, but they just go online, which kind of also makes me question whether or not we shouldn't just always be online. Like, why are we doing all this other stuff? I agree and I disagree. If we did everything online, look at the issues just with their cell phones. They do not communicate. These kids do not know how to hold a conversation. Everything is over the phone. Everything is a text. Everything is a, a tweet. Um, they, it's true. So, it's a social interaction. So, right. So imagine if they did school online. They would have zero social interaction. Yeah, And then what we, we would we would end up with a bunch of robots. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Anyways, and then they closed down all the, the borders now. So I guess we'll kind of navigate that. And hopefully we'll look back on this podcast and, and listen to it and think, oh, my gosh, do you remember when coronavirus was a thing? So anyways. Well, we didn't have a podcast back. A couple of years ago, but it would have been the Ebola virus, the bird flu virus, the this virus. The, yeah. I think we should all take precautions, but we should also be cautious about the precautions. Yeah, exactly. My two cents. And like, I don't know how all these bird flu or oh, bird flu, coronavirus and all these things have just become such a political issue. So I really try to stay away from that and like my business and real estate and no politics. Let's move on. <laughs> all right. All right, so let's talk about our travels. The last thing that we have that we hadn't talked about was because we did our podcast on Mardi Gras already. We did our podcast on Disney already. And now we have not talked to our listeners about PodFest. PodFest 2020 was held in Orlando, Florida. And it was Thursday through Sunday seminar. It was all kinds of classes about podcasting, learning how to be a better podcaster, how to get your podcast recognized, how to have better sound and equipment. So we're talking to you on our new equipment. This is our trial run of it. Half of our new equipment, our microphones haven't come in. Yeah. These are new microphones, but they're not good microphones. Oh, well. My bad. And I'll touch on that in a little bit. I had fantastic advice from Michael O'Neill, which is one of the people that we met at the podcast, and he was kind enough to tell me what a bad choice in microphones I made. So <laughs> thank you, Michael. He 
just went on at my Amazon, ordered my microphones, and uh, I can't wait to get them. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be a little bit delayed probably because shipping is delayed from a lot of places apparently right now. But I look forward to hearing how great we sound with the new microphones also. But okay, so uh, what else do we have to talk to talk about PodFest? Well, let's talk about... Start from what? the beginning. Okay, so first off, we started the podcast about maybe two months ago, and I had just started investigating about podcasts and done some research on hosting companies, and I learned about Buzzsprout, and I was they seem to have a good platform, and tons and tons of training stuff on there. Super user-friendly. So I signed up for Buzzsprout, and that's where our podcast is hosted. Buzzsprout is awesome. If I can use it, anybody can use it. It's very user-friendly. They were awesome. They hosted a party at... Splitsville, which Splitsville, is... Splitsville, the bowling alley. It's a, it's a bowling alley and bar, giant place in Disney Springs in Orlando. And so well, I was telling them about how I won a free ticket to PodFest. Sorry, I jumped ahead. I get all <laughs> excited when we talk about travel. That's my favorite part. Sorry, I'll keep quiet now. I'll go back to my corner. <laughs> well, I got on Buzz Buzzsprout... I got signed up and then then they invite you to join the Facebook group. So I joined the Facebook group and they said, Hey, we have extra tickets for PodFest. If you fill out this form, some people are going to win. We're going to choose people to go to PodFest. So, you know, I thought, well, I mean, my podcast is only a couple weeks old. Certainly I won't get chosen, but I'm just going to go ahead and sign up anyways. And I didn't even tell George I did it. And then the next day I got an email and it was like, Hey, you're going to PodFest. So that was a big surprise. I was super excited. Actually, she was way more excited than that. It was like a little kid at Christmas. Whatever. Was... About your invitation. Yes. Well, I but thought that it's was good. Cool. We got invited. And uh, so I went ahead and purchased my own ticket so that we could both go together and learn about this new experience that we're trying to create. Yeah. So then then we got a thing that like, hey, we're having, will you be able to make it to the welcome party um, for Buzzsprout? And I was like, okay, cool. That sounds cool. And they had a shuttle right from the hotel to Splitsville and open bar. Was it an open bar? No, we, we had one to drink. pay for the bar, but the we bowling. Got one drink and tons of food. Tons of food and the bowling was included. And it was nice because it was open lane. So basically you could bowl a couple rounds in one lane and then go over and meet some new people and bowl with them. And we, we that's where we met Michael O'Neill. We met... Uh, so Michael O'Neill was one of the most interesting people that we met at the bowling because he has solopreneur podcast, which is really interesting to me being an entrepreneur. And he is also the one that told you all about your equipment to get. And he's been doing podcasting for, I don't know, I think at least four years, maybe longer. Yeah, and, I think it was four years, five years. He he's Yeah. And he, he has a YouTube channel too. Yes, but he started podcasting yeah yeah so anyways that's um he's the one that told us about our new equipment so you'll maybe be able to hear us on new equipment in a few weeks who else did we meet bowling bowling we met i think we met rob from tampa yes we met everything about tampa podcast and that was uh he was a fellow real estate agent so it was interesting to me to meet another realtor and see how he was using podcasting to help his business he was focusing all of his podcasting about things about Tampa seems yeah rob o'connor from this is tampa podcast then we met 
Who else? Met a few people, but it was more just kind of talking in yeah, general. Yeah, so then we came back and, and, and did some networking at the bar and met a bunch of other fun people. Um, we had told them, hey, we just got, we saw a guy he had Beyond Bourbon Street uh, was his podcast. And let me just tell you, there is a podcast for literally everything. I mean, there is a podcast about poop. I mean, really? I actually thought it was kind of catchy, the poopy podcast. There's a podcast about everything. There was a podcast about people that can talk to the beyond. There's, oh, yeah, psychics and yes. meditation. There's a lot of that. CBD, there was, uh, you name Anything. it, you name it, there's a podcast. Self-defense, yeah, there's so much. So we saw the guy, Bourbon and Beyond, uh, or Beyond Bourbon Street, and he also- Mark Bologna. Mark Bologna. He's been doing it for a long time also, and is a successful podcaster, so- we had a great conversation with him. He talks all about New Orleans and Bourbon Street and everything you want to know about there. So if you're ever going to New Orleans, I would definitely check out his podcast in addition to ours. I wish we had listened to his before we went because we would have some good I was just going to say the same thing. I wish we would have known him before we went to Mardi Gras. We could have done a little cooperation, and that would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Who are any other interesting people we meet? I know you made a list of some really... Yes, we met uh, Julian Rodriguez. Remember him? He was the uh, oh, from the couple shift. The couple shift. Yeah, yeah that so was really interesting. That's we, another Cuban couple. Well, she's not a Cuban. She's Puerto Rican. He's and he's Cuban. Cuban. And, and they talk about being being entrepreneurs and starting their like quitting their jobs. He was a teacher, and she was. I think she got laid off, and that's what kicked them off. And it, if you haven't had a chance, go listen to them. It's really interesting. We listened to them. Uh, on our way home. Yeah, quite yeah, a few of their yeah, podcasts. Yeah, we listened, got to listen to everyone's podcast and check it out in our RV trip home, which was about a six-hour drive. So we got to listen to a little bit of everybody's and just kind of skipped around. It's really interesting to see all the different structure and different storytelling that styles of podcasts that people have that are even successful and not successful, new and old. Yeah, and I've got to give one more shout-out to Philip Reese. He's the one that does history. What if? Oh yeah, I, I've, that one to me was super fascinating. He um, basically talks about, for example, what if Hitler hadn't taken power? What if Castro hadn't taken power? What if the blackout of '78 in New York hadn't happened? And he's got ha- like this computer that they put all this data in, supposedly, and it spits out like alternate. Yeah, alternate endings or alternate history, I guess. And then he'll have a guest and they'll talk about it. And uh, I I thought that was really fascinating and very creative. Yeah, he was really a creative guy. Those were the highlights of, I mean, we met met a lot of people. So if we're leaving anybody out and we (laughs) are, we're very sorry. But So speaking of meeting people, let me just talk about the conference in general. One of my favorite things, and I go to a ton of conferences. I wish they would do this at every single conference that I go to. We had, they called it um, influencer night and it was like eight o'clock at night, maybe seven. It was like after dinner, right? There was a little break between the classes and when this started and you show up, they give you one drink ticket and they had, and they give you a card and on the card it says, it has four table numbers. It'll be like table number 21, table number 29, table number four, table number 10. And you go to the first table that's on your card. 
I had just happened to get like all of the same table, like all of table 24 or something. I did the same. And so did George. So we both got to stay at our tables, but um, we were separated, which was even better because we got to meet twice as many people. It's basically like for speed dating, for lack of any better term, I guess, you get to spend 15 oh, minutes, with each, you know, yeah. 15 minutes with each group, a table of 10 people. And they would say, okay, you have um, 30 seconds to talk about. The way who- you started is you, your name where you're from, what your podcast is, and then they would feed you a question. And then you had to answer that question for a minute and 30 seconds. Which when, was like, what was the best piece of advice you've ever gotten or something right, like that? Right, so you give out all, all, yep, all your information, you answer that question, and then it goes to the next person and so on down the line. They had a table captain and a timer. Yep. And so you got through every all 10 people in 15 minutes, pretty much. Right, and, and before question and answering session started you had enough time to hand out cards and kind of have a quick meet and greet but then once that got going it was really interesting and it it was interesting to me that here's a room full of podcasters people that love to talk and everybody was so scared of that exercise i guess in person i'm in sales so i'm used to being in front of people and talking to people but there was so many people that are like this is the most terrifying thing ever. And I'm like, dude, you have 10,000 listeners and you're worried know, right? about talking it's to 10 of us. They're not hiding behind their microphone. They're just right in front of Right, you, but it, it, was, it was actually a great exercise. And I think even those people would say that it really, it was great. Everybody got to talk. And then again, after it was done, you had a little bit of time to kind of talk about whatever you heard. and Network and stuff. Yeah, it was. that was one of my favorite conference things that they did i loved that this conference had things that were in the evening oh so hold on just to finish on that that exercise so after the first round was done then you would they would tell you okay switch tables and you would if it's the second round then you would go to whatever table was oh on yeah your so card. It's like table number then you move to the next table that was right. on your list so it was four rounds 10 people in, in per table so you got a chance to talk to 40 people in like an hour and 15 minutes or yeah something. yeah it was at, Excellent. Whoever thought of that. That was a great idea. Great, great idea. And then the speaker, there was books in the middle. You could purchase one of his books and he had them there. It was on the honor system or you could go on Amazon and buy it for somebody else. So just really kind of really unique marketing tips and and stuff. One thing we learned is we need to get we need to get business cards for just our podcast. Everybody had I felt terrible because every we met a lot of people and everybody was like, oh, you have a business card? And we're like, um, no, I've got my wife's business card. I can write my <laughs> podcast on the back. Yeah. So we're next, next year we will be prepared. Yeah. And also people had like t-shirts with their podcast and things so that you could, I don't know how many backs of people's t-shirts that I sat behind in different classes and I'd be like searching up their podcasts and like saving them in my subscription so that I could you know go back and listen to them later and, so and I think cool. those people must have gone to podcast last year because podfest because one, uh, one of the, the guest speakers touched on that he said uh you know make sure you you get your name out there get it on yeah. a t-shirt put it on the back of your t-shirt and he gave that exact example. You know, when you're sitting listening to the speaker, and if the speaker's boring, you're reading all these shirts, and guess what people are going to do? They're going to look it up and see, and especially if you have something that catches your eye, and you're like, oh, what's this? What if? Yeah. What's, that, what's that about? And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, that's interesting. That's fantastic. Yeah. They also did a good job, I think, for their vendors, which I think that was a great idea, too. I've never seen that really before at a conference. I'm sure they do it at other conferences, but... 
they had a map and they gave all the vendors little stickers. And if you went to all the booths and got a sticker, you could turn your paper, your map with all the stickers, their name on it in, and they were drawing prizes like every night. So you're kind of like, oh, I should go visit some more booths. Yeah, and, and the prizes some- were really nice. I mean, they did a fantastic job putting this thing together. I, I got to give them credit. Everything was well run. Mm-hmm. For a fairly th- small conference, it was for- really good. And they said it was twice as big as last year. Yep. The only The only thing I will say is, when they had the breakout sessions, those rooms were a little small. There was three or four breakout sessions that we went to that people were literally sitting on the floor. Standing or outside the doors. there was 30 people outside. So if you're Hopefully. listening out there, PodFest, go for it. Get a bigger venue or, yeah. or hold some of these breakout sessions in the big room. You, you had plenty of listeners. Yeah, for sure. So tell me, George, what would you say was the biggest things that you learned from PodFest? Fest. Interesting enough, I and this is going to sound weird. What really caught my attention was how many people were there for Podfest to learn, and they had not put out uh, a podcast yet. A podcast they were like, yet. I know. I, that was I mean, so I'm, funny. I'm I'm at a loss saying, for words because it, it's kind of it's weird to me to go to a Podfest and you have and and here's the thing. If you just started and you haven't done it, I understand that. But there were people there that have been doing this for over a year and, and still haven't, still haven't put one out. Podcast. And everybody says the same thing. Don't be scared. Just put it out. You have to take that first step. Yes, everybody's first podcast is, when you look back at it, it's probably terrible. We can't wait to look back at our first one a year from now or five years from now and go, oh, my God, what were we thinking? I know, right? But guess what? We did it. Lisa can attest, there was so many people were like, what's your podcast about? Well, it's about this, but I haven't done it yet. I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about doing this. And, you know, some of the people that have been around for a while that were listening in on the conversation are like, what are you waiting for? That was another (laughs) exercise that they did. I forgot to mention that when we were the same night of the networking thing. One of the, they had this sheet on the table for each person to fill out at their first table. And it had like 20 things on it. Like what is holding you back or what is your biggest fear about podcasting? You checked off everything that applied to you. And then you had to fold it in quarters and then pass it to somebody and pass it to somebody else. And there, so it was all anonymous basically. And so everybody just started passing the papers all over the place. I guess that's a coronavirus nightmare, but they just passed them all over the place. And then everybody ended up, they said, okay, stop passing papers. And you ended up with the the last paper you had in your hand or whichever paper you had. And then they said, who here um, has on their sheet of paper that they are afraid of sounding stupid? Stand up if that's what is checked off on your list. Yeah. And so then all these people would stand up and you'd say, wow, I'm not the only one that is worried about sounding stupid, or I'm not the only one who's Worried about what other people will think or how I sound or, or I don't equipment. like my voice or I don't have enough equipment. I mean, there's all these excuses. I don't so know was, what to talk about. Yeah, it was really interesting. And then it really doesn't cost that much at all to get into podcasting. So there was a really cool story there that where one person said, well, the only reason I haven't created my podcast yet is because I don't have a computer. And one of the other podcasters gave that person, they said, you know what? I have an extra computer. I'm just going to give you mine. And that was really cool. They announced that on stage. I thought that was really just super supportive. Like nobody, nobody was really like judging anybody else. And they, everybody was, I felt was really uplifting and really positive. And we were like straight up, like 
we're new. We we're just here to learn. We're like sponges. So just tell us whatever we want to learn everything we can. And I think they had a really good mix of new people and seasoned podcasters, which again, going back to that exercise with the table with the first round, they planted seasoned podcasters on every table. Somebody at the first table was at least in the game five years. You start talking to them and thing. Yeah, there was always a speaker. I just realized that. Yeah, there was a speaker. That's cool. Right. Um, So I would say my, I think I learned a lot of things by the end of the conference. I was like, my brain is full. I don't know if I can take any more in right now. A lot of my stuff that I felt like I learned was more on the technical side on how to build followers and social media, how to attract listeners. And, And I think that's the biggest challenge probably for most people starting out in podcasting and that's your strength your strength is marketing and doing all that another thing that they talked about that caught my attention was consistency if you're not consistent you lose your audience because they're like with us we try to put it out every friday we're going to put it out every friday but if we start slacking off then our audience is going to slack off so we want you to come back and listen yes so we're going to put one out every friday and I hate to say it, but we missed one on Friday because we were at PodFest, but we made it up and we're putting out another one on this Friday and we won't miss any from this Friday on. If you want any more information about PodFest, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, truly, I'm not the one to ask, but I have had some friends reach out to us and said, oh, I saw you had a podcast and I was thinking about doing a podcast about this. How did you get started? And I just actually directed them to Buzzsprout because they have a, like a five minute Monday that I really enjoy. I listen to it every Monday. It has great tips. And then they had videos and I watched all these training videos on it and I read everything. If you haven't already figured that out, I'm a reader. So I like to read and research a lot of things. That was just kind of what I did with podcast or podcasting. And Buzzsprout was a huge help for me. I felt like I got a lot of information, very simply put really quickly and easily. I'm happy that I did that. Yeah. And they had a lot of vendors there and a lot of other providers and we spoke with all of them. And I think Lisa made a, a great decision going with Buzzsprout. I, I think their product is great. Yep. And again, very user friendly. So let's uh, kind of, I think that's kind of a wrap on pod PodFest. after PodFest, We were actually supposed to stay till Monday and we ended up leaving like Sunday afternoon, which I'm really bummed because they had a, like a bumper cars game that they were doing on Sunday evening. But Truly, from being on the road three weeks, I was just mentally exhausted, had a bunch of work that I had been working on, and I just, like, I needed, I needed to just stop. And so well, we, we just- We both did. I mean, yeah. three weeks on the road, Mardi Gras, <laughs> that, <laughs> that alone wore us out. And then we had two weeks of travel after that. Yeah. So, so by Sunday, we, we were- We were beat pretty beat and we were ready to go back to Hilton Head and just have two days of true downtime. Well, it wasn't really downtime for me. I went there for work. So that's a good segue into let's talk about real estate. All right. Let's talk about real estate. Yes. So I just opened a brokerage in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina about what, two months ago, maybe? Yeah, I think I think two months. And I was just kind of like, I'm the type of person who researches things and learns all about it and then I kind of make my move. So I have a friend down there and she owns her lot. She's also a retired real estate agent and she was like, I want you to, you know, get down here and start selling real estate so you can list my lot here. I want it put in the MLS. 
So she kind of pushed me a little bit faster than I was really intending to go. But it's good because sometimes you need a little fire under your feet to get things rolling. It wasn't a push. It was more like a shove. It was more get like in a there. shove get off of a cliff. Yeah. She was like, yeah. just go. I want my thing listed. So uh, I, I signed up. I researched what it would cost to get into the MLS and what I needed to do to get my brokerage started down there. I signed up for the training. Got all the training done. And I thought it would be so much easier because I've been an agent for 15 years and I've used our system here for MLS and theirs is completely different. <laughs> so it was like a whole day of training online and I still, you know, have questions and I'm going to go down and do another training, I think, in Hilton Head in person. It might be a little bit more helpful, but long story short, I'm a setup now and I got it so that we can put our RV lots in the MLS, which is a huge thing. So now it's syndicated out to Realtor.com and Zillow.com and Homes.com and all those other websites that have, you know, drive millions of, of buyers traffic. To and how regularly. many lots have you picked up already to Well, I have, I have one actively listed in the MLS, and then I've had about eight owners reach out to me that are interested in potentially listing their lots or they want to do for sale by owners and they're thinking about selling. So I was overwhelmed with the amount of response that I had from just the marketing that I had done uh in the short, tiny, well, it was like word of mouth on Facebook group. So, why don't you uh, give us the website that you created in case there's it's Hilton Head RV Lots for Sale.com. Got some lots on there now. The resort is great, and Hilton Head is a great place to go RVing. And you know, we should talk about that more in our travels. And you'll always hear us going to, down to Hilton Head and the RV. So, if you want any information about Hilton Head RV, Hilton Head Island, the the main website for the resort is Hilton Head Island Motor Coach Resort.com. And that's not my website, but it's the website for the resort. You can rent our lot or lot 187. $110 a night is the rate. And it's literally bike riding distance to the beach. You can walk to restaurants. It's a great location. Con- conveniently located to everything. Yeah. And if you're into golf, there are a ton of golf courses around there. The Heritage is held at uh, Hilton Head. Yeah, the Heritage is coming up in April, Heritage Golf Tournament. And I'm sure we'll have a podcast talk well, unless they cancel because of coronavirus. There's, there's word of canceling it <sighs> if they haven't done that already. Mm, I hope they wait. That's kind of be such a bummer. Such a bummer. Oh, side note, going back to PodFest real quick. The first day we were there, we got our badges. And they asked us if we wanted to put a dot on our badge and we asked what's the dot for and they said well with the coronavirus there's a lot of people that are she didn't say even anything about coronavirus she's like well it's for the people that don't want to be fondled and i was like um excuse me like, like, what, what, kind? what kind of conference is this <laughs> so basically what kind of fondling was, are you uh, talking about it, it was for people who didn't want to shake hands yeah P- uh, fist, pump fist pump or just don't wave but don't don't shake my hand yeah so i don't have to wash it every single time i shake hands with somebody so i thought that was interesting yeah that was interesting side note there while i was gone in the three weeks i barely talked about real estate at all so in our future podcast we're going to keep it straight life travel real estate so working from the road for three weeks was good but also like challenging and stressful at times. I got under contract one of my million dollar listings. Uh, I took on a new listing, sold a, wrote a property, wrote a contract for a buyer, um, had like three closings. So it was really, really, really busy times for me. And so 
it felt good to know that I could navigate that from the road and take care of, you know, pretty much everything and still be making money while we're traveling. And yes, and I have to go and figure out a better way to provide Wi-Fi, mobile Wi-Fi while we're on the road. So if anybody out there has any suggestions, please email us at Lisa at LisaRichard.com so we can hear your advice. Yeah, or you can just go on to rvpodcast.com and you can like reach Leave out us to a us comment. There. Yeah. Yeah. You can Especially reach. for me. I'm, I'm trying to set that up and any comment would be great. Yeah. Cause uh, we use mobile hotspot from George's Verizon phone. Sometimes I use my T-Mobile. It just depends on which comes in better. But, um, and then of course when we're at hotels and resorts, there's usually some decent Wi-Fi. So, but my, if, as long as I have Wi-Fi, I can pretty, in my phone, I can pretty much work from anywhere, which is awesome. And that's what she always says, as long as I have Wi-Fi, and of course, I don't know why, but I think it's happened almost every single time we've gone out in the RV. Maybe we need to travel more because you always end up with some major deal, like you just sold your million-dollar home while we're traveling. (laughs) Beautiful. It always seems to happen that when we're traveling is when... Just as you're about to send the contract, the Wi-Fi disappears. Yes. We lose connection. So that's why I'm trying to, I want to get us mobile Wi-Fi so we don't have to. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we were listening to some other podcasters in the RV. They're like RV travelers and they have been doing podcasting for a really long time and they're a really popular podcast and I forgot the name of it so I don't want to shout them out right now. But one of the things they were saying is we were taking small steps on how we we're going to start, you know, monetizing our podcast. And the first step was, you know, we keep having to go to Starbucks to use their Wi-Fi because we don't have good Wi-Fi on the road. So it's the first thing we want to pay for with our podcasting money that we make is all the coffees that we drink at Star Starbucks. And I thought that was hilarious because I kind of felt like that one time we literally stopped at a I think it was a McDonald's, like just yeah. right here so we can log into their Wi-Fi so I can get this email contract sent out or I'm going to have like a yeah, nervous we're breakdown right now. Outside in the parking lot of a McDonald's in a 40-foot mobile home, it's not like we stand out or anything <laughs> and we didn't go in. I felt bad. I think Which, we actually did go yeah, in and order some food. Yeah. Yeah. We always try to buy something from somebody if we're going to scam off their Wi-Fi. That's why they had to pay for their coffees, you know, right? That's... That that'd be great info. So, do you have any tips for us as far as real estate? What do you what What's your take on, or not? What's your take? Have you seen any effect in real estate from the coronavirus? Since that's the hot topic right now. Not yet. Well, there's. I mean, one of the things is the interest rates are really, really low, and you know, so they can't incredibly low. I know. And I was talking to one of my mortgage guys yesterday. and he was saying the secondary market, so like refis and stuff like that, the people that are investors, and this is like, this is the people that like buy mortgages, the bank people, um, have kind of slowed the the refis down. Um, they're kind of inflating the, the rates just to kind of, hold, they can't manage even the amount of people that are refining their homes right now. So, I mean, that's a good thing, people. That means people are planning on staying. It's good for them, but not good for me in the real estate business. Good for the mortgage guys. You'd be crazy not to refinance with, I mean, I yeah. think they're dropping below two percent, uh, 3%, right? Nah, well, no, not necessarily. Like I thought I half, heard that on the radio half. the other day. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of been going up and down a little bit. So okay. It's hard to say it day by day. But overall, I think that people 
the only ways it will really affect us is if people start like losing their jobs and money. They've been talking about like even doing like a tax extension for people to have to, if they owe taxes instead of having to be April 15th, maybe it'll be longer than that. I just dropped off my extension paperwork to the accountant today and she said, well, we'll see what you owe and if they're going to be due by April 15th or if the government's going to extend it. So I guess we'll, it's going to, it's kind of really too early to tell. A lot of unknowns, I guess. Yeah, really too early to tell on that. And I really feel sorry for the people who are in the travel industry, people that have yes, planned their travel. shut down. Um, you know, a lot of people are losing money. I had a lunch with my good friend Carrie today, and she said "I, th- her and her girlfriends had planned a trip to Greece and Italy. First, they canceled Italy, and so she was like, okay, so we rescheduled it all to get, just go to Greece, and then they canceled all the borders. And so she's like, we've just lost like $4,000 a person. Yeah, my parents are supposed to go on a cruise and their community, they go, their community plans the the cruise and they canceled the whole cruise. So Carnival lost about a hundred people just from that community. Oh, sure. Yeah. And plus they're all elderly. So I definitely wouldn't advise. I wouldn't be traveling. Yeah. It's, it's scary enough to go on a cruise ship when there isn't a coronavirus out there. I always am washing my hands and using all the things and they do a really great job at keeping those ships clean, but Yes, that'll be another podcast. <laughs> we love cruising. Yeah. I love cruising. Yeah. So we'll next time we do a cruise, we will have a podcast. We might even do. We should try doing a remote podcast. Yeah, we can. We now, especially when our new microphones come in, they're made so that we can do it from the RV and things like that. Also, so um, and you can like set up in a restaurant or something like yeah. that and do podcasting. We have our mobile recorder now, thanks to Michael O'Neill. Michael O'Neill, shout out. (laughs) Hopefully he listens to this. We'll have to send it to him. All right. So real estate, last and final tip. Uh, I will say one thing that happened to me this week while I was on the road. And I told you I put up a new listing. And my client had been talking about listing her house. But she wanted to make an offer on a house that just came on the market. So we made that happen. It was multiple offers, but was contingent upon sale of her house, which she had not had on the market yet. It was in the lower price range. It was only 178000 So I thought, okay, well, it's it's hard to find a house in that price range in her neighborhood. So hopefully it will sell quickly. We kind of rushed to market and we didn't get professional photos done. I think that professional photos are a super important part of marketing. And I always stick to my guns on that. And I kind of let it slide this time. Although she did take some pretty good photos. It just didn't really represent her online as well as I'd hoped it would. I think your your two big things or three things is you do great marketing. You always do professional photos and your staging. Staging is huge. I've learned that from. Yes. Staging is a really big deal. And every single one of my listings gets a free staging consultation. So we have someone that comes in and tells you exactly what you need to do to your home to get it ready for the market. And that is such an important thing it's really been and that's a great strategy too because then you're not the bad guy exactly telling the, the client that they mm, need to the paint or needs to come down. the furniture needs to change or, that's tell awesome you, tell you a story about that real estate story so in my earlier years when i did everything on my own um i went over and the people said okay you know tell us what we need to do to get the house ready for market this is like an older brick ranch home built in the 60s and it has like this little entryway and it's a, like a standard square ranch style house. So the little entryway and then you look to the right and there's a formal living room that goes over to the dining room and behind that's like a family room in the kitchen. And so, so I look to the right and the main formal living room is bright 
bright yellow. And the wallpaper, there's wallpaper in the little entryway. And it has like butterflies and stuff on it. And I said, and at this point. So this house is like 1970. Well, yeah, right. But it wasn't the 70s. That's my point. Right, right? exactly. But I'm, I'm so just saying. So this is like the year 2011 or 12, something like that. And I was like, man, maybe, maybe, or even earlier. Nah, probably 11. I don't know. So wallpaper was not in style is the point. And but it's making a comeback. No. Yes, it is. I know, but I hate wallpaper still. Let's just not even go there. But so <laughs> I say to the lady. Denial. We start in the front door and I'm like, all right, well, you know, I think it'd be a good idea to remove this wallpaper. And she says, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, I mean, I'm sure it's been here like for a really long time since, since you bought the house. And she says, no, my kids just put that wallpaper up for me for Mother's Day. And I was like, oh, snap. That was so bad. I'm like, okay, so now I'm the bad guy, even though it was true the wallpaper had to go, you know. Oh, that was a pick up your jaw from the floor moment. I know, I know. There's been like, I know I was in a listing appointment one time and people smoked in their house. And and I felt like I had the listing and I was going to get it. The house was beautiful. And I said, you know, they're like, well, you know, what kind of tips do you have? And I said, well, I'm going to have my stager come in. I said, let me just ask you one question. Do you smoke in the house? And they were like, oh, no, we don't smoke in the house. We smoke in the garage and on the porch. Well, let me tell you what, people. If you smoke in your garage and on your porch, your house smells like cigarettes. And it is like one of the most offensive things for people who I would say that 95% of people don't smoke and do not want a house that smells like smoke. So, And, it's, a, and it's funny because people that smoke don't smell it. Right. So people they don't that smell have it. cats don't smell it. People oh, yeah. that have dogs don't smell it. Yes, true. And and you know, and, and I've always heard you say it over and over and over when you go to to presentation and you ask somebody, Hey, do you have a cat? And they go, Yeah and then you start talk you open that conversation and they always say to you, But it really doesn't smell that bad, does it? And it's like Oh my yes, god. Because yes. you know, when you live in it you're you become accustomed to the smell, to the odor. And when somebody new comes in, it hits you hard. Oh, yeah. So imagine if you're going to buy a house and that's the first thing that hits you. That's, to me, that would be a big turn off. Yeah, yeah. And it's really hard to break that to people because they love their pets, they love their dogs, they love their cats, and they love their cigarettes. <laughs> and sometimes they love all three in the same place. Oh, and yeah, the worst. That's a yes. heck of a potpourri for you. Yeah, so I leave that to my stagers to just kind of, give them a list of things that need to do, which may include getting the cats in the litter box out, getting the dog out, cleaning the dog hair, or stopping smoking and putting in. the pot belly pig. Oh, that's like a, that's like a story from a long time ago. <laughs> that's a whole nother pod fest. Oh, it's a, they're all podcasts, babe, not pod fest. Well, it is kind of Well, that festival. one's going to be a pod fest. I'm telling you that one. Oh, yeah. So maybe some other time we'll talk about uh, some of the craziest yeah, stories I've had in my real worm. estate. Mm-hmm. You know what? That would be a fun podcast. So we were talking about possibly doing little side stories, and that would be an excellent one uh, of all the crazy experiences that you've had as a realtor, including one that I had to go as her backup, armed backup. This, yeah. this woman gets into the craziest stuff. And well, it's because I sell, I sell bank-owned foreclosures. I'm what's called an REO agent. And I sell luxury homes and stuff too, but so everything, 
my motto is from your first home to your first mansion, we can help. So it's kind of like uh, a little bit of everything. Um, well, a lot of everything I've got experience, but each home has its own unique marketing proposition. And um, I think that's really cool. So I think that let's wrap it up. You did babe. a great job. I'm going to pump my wife. <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. I'm going to give a shout out to my wife. <laughs> She does a great job. She can sell anything. Trust me. I've seen some of these houses, and if she can sell them, yeah. uh, nobody else can sell them. And she's awesome at what she does. And if you're looking to buy or sell a house in Charleston, South Carolina, please. Or Hilton Head now. Or Hilton Head now. Yeah. She's going to take over the world. Uh, I'm going to leave Pretty that up soon. to her oldest daughter, Lauren, and one of the other kids, take over the world. I'll just be... The stepping stone. Actually, that sounds great. Then we can just get residual checks. Yeah. Retire for real, legit. For reals. We can go on the road and be full-timers. Oof. I'm not sure about that. Full-timers is when you're full-time RVer. Hmm. Hence the name, full-timer. I know. I don't know. I would have never put that right together. Now I'm like a full-timer worker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this up before we get crazy. All right. So we would love, this is what we need. We need for you to, if you're on iTunes, leave us um, a review or go to our website, rviewpodcast.com. It's the letter R V I E W podcast.com. So it's like a play on words, RV. Sometimes when you go to automatically type it in, it goes to review, which is R E V I W. That's not us, it's rviewpodcast.com. And you can subscribe there. And we'll keep you updated on all of our episodes when they come out. Leave us a, um, a, any questions or comments. We would love love feedback. Yes, and please subscribe, like, and comment, and and share share the share this podcast with other friends of yours that also podcast. Share it on your social media. Help us grow. Help us help us be able to pay for our coffees when we travel. That's like my first step. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes, but also in the comments if. If you want us to talk about something or if you want us to come visit somewhere, tell us. Tell us why we should go and oh, yeah, we'd be just, happy to. We, we we want to travel everywhere. We want to see this beautiful country of ours. And if you're proud of your hometown, let us know. We'll come and visit. Yeah, that's a, that's a great that's a great shout out. You know, out. that yeah. is a great shout out. And mm-hmm. if you're the first one to do it, you're going to be on the podcast with us. Yay, they can be on the podcast and we'll buy them dinner. And Somewhere we can talk fancy. about it. And there we, can we talk go. Talk about it after that. Yeah. All right. So be the first one to do things. it. Let's go. All right. Thanks, friends. We hope to see you soon, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>